Hello, Pia. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Honestly, <laughs> here we are again, ready to. Here we are again. We meet back on the pod. Um, oh, favorite time. Hello, MVPs. Um, welcome back to. <laughs> I want to get this right. Episode eleven. Yes. Yes. Okay. Episode eleven <laughs> of Small Talk Big Thoughts, and today it is a. Today, outside of where I'm residing, it is a bit cloudy, but, you know, I think I'm excited to talk about imposter syndrome. And this is something, this is an episode that actually P and I have been really just like thinking about and wanting to record for a while because I feel as though we both have felt these feelings and think that you guys would really take a lot from this episode. But Today, we're going to kind of discuss what is imposter syndrome? Why do we feel it? Um, and are we alone in our thoughts? And I think, you know, I'm just really psyched to yeah. this topic and really see what comes out of it. Totally. I'm really excited too. Let's jump into it. Let's do it. What's up? What's happening? <laughs> oh, imposter syndrome. Where is oh, it? Oh, imposter. Impasta. If that ain't the fucking mood this week and the past. It ain't the mood, honestly. I past think. few weeks, yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Where do we even begin? That's kind of the, the real question of today's episode. Yeah. I I mean, I have some initial thoughts on imposter syndrome, just kind of kicking off. I mean, let's kind of, I mean, we could start with like- we give the definition? Of, exactly. Let's start with that. All right. So honestly, you know what? I kind of have a um, As much as I don't want to say that I, or as much as I say that I do, I don't love Google. I think- the World Wide Web defines imposter syndrome as Mm -hmm. the uncomfortable feeling you experience when you think you're unqualified and incompetent. Um, So I think if you have any other definitions around that, feel free to shoot. Yeah, I think, you know, kind of what comes to mind for me, it's exactly that. It's not feeling... I think the biggest word for me is not feeling deserving and kind of like you're filling somebody else's spot in some sort of a position in life, whether that's career wise, in your college, in your club, whether you have a leadership role or Mm -hmm. you are the captain of your team and you're like, well, this person works way harder than me. Why did I deserve this? You know, there's so many reasons that we feel as though we aren't deserving of something and I think it's very easy to feel that way and to fall into that category because again it's like being proud of yourself I think is something that's really hard to do especially in your in your adulting years like in your younger 20s especially I think it's really hard to actually step back and pat yourself on the back and be like yeah pop off like you deserve this you earn this I feel like we don't do that nearly enough even though completely nine out of 10 times we did deserve it and we did earn it. So that's, that's where I'm at with that definition. I think, well, thank you for, for starting, for starting us off with that. Um, I, I, you know, I believe that in a way this is coming from, and I'll start off with a little bit of my personal experience and relationship with imposter syndrome. I 
feel as though, um, you know, especially the environment, and this can go with any kind of university in a way, mm -hmm. um, wherever you go to, whatever school you go to, whenever you're surrounded by, you know, whether that's, I don't know, 2,000 students or, you know, 10,000 students, yeah. there's always a sense of competitiveness with, you know, this, exactly what you were saying, this, you know, my friend is doing, is involved in this many organizations and, you know, has, in this case, what looks like a successful relationship with somebody. And mm -hmm. you know, it looks like they have an awesome group of friends. And then in, in a way, it's so innate to kind of think. And I feel as though when I've taken a step back and I've thought, I'll, I'll um, interact with people who I look up to because they have this, you know, resume of life experience. And I'm just, I think like, how come I can't do that? And as much as I've tried and I've tried to attempt to, you know, fill that in, should I say, kind of list um, of yeah. in my life, how come I can't get there? And um, why do I feel like my wheels are just turning and I'm, I'm just not even moving forward? And I think, you know, there was, I watched a video before this because I just love to kind of give a little refresh of um, I can say that I know imposter syndrome from personal experience, but without actually kind of getting a little bit of, um, you know, uh, a resource to kind of refresh my brain. I'm like, okay, totally. well, how do I want to know what I'm talking about? So, yeah. um, and I, there's this, it kind of blows my mind. And I've mentioned this in past episodes where there are people who we see as super successful in this case, um, Albert Einstein, which was, uh, I think, I forget the woman who had created the video. It was a TED, it was a TED talk. Um, mm. It was pretty brief, but um, he'd mentioned, Einstein, um, that he was, he felt as though he was an involuntary swindler, even though he had created mm. such, you know, like, leg in this case, legendary and um, such useful uh, machines that we use today. And yet at the same time in his brain, he's thinking, well, I'm just not good enough. I, I can't, I've accomplished this, but I, you know, I, I feel as though I'm incompetent um, in society. And I think in a way it's interesting. You know, I, I really, I think it's interesting and I don't, not grounding. I'm trying to think of the word, but it, it hearing these stories it, of people that we look up to so highly that they have these thoughts that we think that we're alone in and that yeah, we think that exactly. it's just us that we think. Um, it's it's comforting not to say, oh, I'm glad that you feel that way. I'm glad that Albert, that you that you felt that you were an involuntary like, society. Yeah. But in a way it's like, wow, I, I guess these people that, that, you know, you may think they're basking and kind of like really um, happy with their, their place in their life that they were struggling too. Um, totally. and if you have any thoughts on that, I know, um, yeah. I kinda, that was a little point in point in time, but I, I, no, I, I don't know. That. It was a lot. I think you bring up a really good point in that. Again, I think it goes back to like, the, everyone's always like, Oh, you know, even, you know, even Kendall Jenner and like Bella Hadid are insecure. Like, so, don't worry about it you you know it's normal like even the quote-unquote prettiest people that society has deemed to be that struggle with insecurity same thing with imposter syndrome highly successful people ceos business leaders um trend starters celebrities um educators just intelligent people you mentioned albert einstein i think that's a great example 
all of these people struggle with this because I think it's a human nature thing to think that you're undeserving and underqualified. I think that's something that we experience as a human race across the board. At least everybody that I've talked to about this, every time I bring it up about myself, the person that I'm talking to is like, oh my gosh, me too. You know, Mm -hmm. I have friends working at pretty insane companies right now that are like, I don't know how I got here. And it's like, well, yes, you do. You worked your ass off in college. You had amazing work experience. You did your networking. You know, it's like, yes, 100%. There's there's a little bit of luck when, when you end up in a place where you feel undeserving. But at the end of the day, you worked to get there. And it's something that my parents remind me of constantly. Like, because I say the same thing. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm just so lucky to be at my company. And my parents are like, no, you're not. You work to get there. What are you talking about? And then it it kind of hits me right then and there that I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, I did. And Mm -hmm. five years ago, I would have been like really looking at it from a bigger picture and a bird's eye view and being like, wow, I'm really grinding right now. I hope it pays off in the end. And Maggie, you even remember having conversations with me about this. Like, oh my gosh, I I just hope that it pays off. Yeah. And like, here I am and it paid off. But I think to your earlier point, like, I think you can feel like you deserve some things in your life and then feel undeserving in other areas of your life. And I think that's something to consider, too, because imposter syndrome isn't a feeling that crosses all categories and boards of your life. It's something that I think, you know, can apply to some situations and not others. And I'm curious what you think about that. I think, well, first off, I I'm going to add to your point, I think. Um, I still remember you mentioning just, you know, I always have, you've been such a dedicated, you know, person to your work, not only to your like relationships, but to your career prospects. And I think that's something that I was like, I would look up to you and I'd be like, wow, you know, she's really, you know, she's got everything together. Like, and I'm not saying that you aren't in any way, shape yeah. or form, but I think, but I straight up didn't. <laughs> kind of what was going on behind the scenes is just, it's so easy to like, look at somebody and think, and and I'll reinstate it as I feel like I do in in every episode, but it really deems true is that it's so easy to look at somebody and really have, um, see a big picture of what their life is like. Oh, you know, they do this. They have, um, I mean, we can, it, it can, you can deem from any, um, person in their experience, like, oh, for example, takes like if people are in high school like oh, this guy's the captain of this team he is he's surrounded mm-hmm. by these people you know he has this many friends and you know his parents it looks like they have a wonderful family like everything looks perfect and you'll never know what's really right. going on like he, he could he or she could be struggling to the point where like you know on the outside it's it, they present themselves as if like their life is perfect but behind it and what's really going on is something that you know, people will never know. Um, and I think this, that specific example, I kind of just throw out, like, I don't know, I feel as though I, in high school specifically, or even now in college, I, um, I will meet people or I'll even just like have a brief conversation with somebody and I'll think, oh my gosh, I'll, I'll have subconscious, you know, ideas of what that person is like. I'm not going to, I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm going to say, oh, this person is, the X, Y, and Z, um, because I haven't gotten to the know, gotten to know them well enough yet. Right. But I think this ties into a really interesting, um, definition that I also like found that was called pluralistic ignorance. Um, and 
It's defined as how we each doubt ourselves privately and we convince ourselves that we are alone in thinking a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this That's... is because nobody else voices their doubts and nobody else voices what's going on inside their head. Um, and this also circles back to the feeling of, you know, just being vulnerable with your insecurities and with your self-doubt. Um, Cause I, I feel as though when I've, I, I'm, I like to be able to, voice when something's going on in my life. And, um, I, I feel I, I'm at a point where I can express that and not feel shameful about it, but it's taken me years and years and years. Totally. And for some, it, it may, you know, never be something that people feel that that person or people feel comfortable expressing, but I would love to hear your opinion on that definition. And if it's, if it's something that you've experienced with um, yourself or people that you've surrounded yourself with. Yeah, no, I think everything you just said resonates so deeply with me because it's exactly that. It's this feeling of just like internalizing a lot of it in a sense of like, oh my gosh, like everybody around me is deserving and works harder than me and has it all together. When it's like you said, in reality, a lot of people I think internally struggle and have that exact same opinion. Mm-hmm. Yet we as a society very much function on that sense of like, everybody has it all together. Don't fall behind. Don't, don't slip through the crowd. Can't fall, yeah. <laughs> oh and so <laughs> it's so toxic because it's like, it's exactly what you said. It's everybody is struggling to an extent. Everybody's dealing with this imposter syndrome to an extent there. I think there are a few people that are like, yeah, everything I earned, like I own it. I belong here. I deserve to be here. You know, that's a very egotistical mindset that not a lot of people naturally have. Mm -hmm. So again, to your point, like, no, I don't think it's, I don't think there's anything normal about the way that we like digest this feeling. We do it in a very lonely way and, and in a very like isolating manner yet everybody around us seems to be going through the same thing and what's interesting about that is that we know this we us having this conversation we're literally like we're not i'm an imposter right now in my own life (laughs) and so it's like literally and so it's like we literally know these things about ourselves we know that other people around us are struggling too we get little glimpses of that whether that's in you know an um a friendship that you're really close to that the other person calls and is like dude, I'm fucking struggling right now, or I'm on the verge of like, a really tough time. It's things like that, that bring us back to ground. Yeah. And it's okay. I'm not alone in this. Everyone else is struggling too. However, I'm curious to what you think about this, because there is a sense and we talked about this a few times sporadically through throughout different episodes. But how do you what are your thoughts on this idea of like, all right, as long as everyone else is struggling too, that's fine. To where it turns into a thing of like, as long as my friends are struggling, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. Yes. Too. Yeah. Oh. So when okay. does it turn well, I... into like, like a mm-hmm. messed up mindset of like, yeah, like wanting other people to struggle more no, than you? You know what no, I mean? Like, I think it. It's that's such a wow because. <laughs> um, and I have experienced this first. No, I like I have as well. And it, it may sound like as twisted as legitimately twisted as it may sound. It's there's a sense of like, if this person, like if I'm 
even if my, I feel as though I'm deteriorating, like parts of my life are deteriorating and I'm able to conceal like all the struggles that are going on in a way it, it builds up, it, it builds yeah. up and it's hard to really like, at a certain point you're like, oh my gosh, um, what, like, do I, how can I express this? Like, I can't hold it in anymore. And then when yeah. people then express what's going on in their life, um, their struggles, you're like, I've noticed, and you know, I'll be, I'll be honest and I'll be, um, at this point when people have brought that up in a way, it gives me a sense of like, okay, well, these people are struggling as well. So that makes me feel not as not alone, but there is a sense of comfort within knowing that like, I don't know that, that sounds like kind of psychotic, but it's how do I know knowing that like you're in a way you're not alone in your feelings, but it's herd immunity is what it is. That's yes. Yes. There's comfort in crowds and there's comfort in any it sort is. of situation yes. when there are numbers behind it, whether it's good or bad. And that's just reality. Yes, I think as a social, we are social beings at the end of the day and we feel like in order to, we want to feel connected we want to we seek a feeling this bond between one another and I think mm-hmm. um in a way it can be through struggle or it can be through success um yeah. and I think struggle is a lot more is a lot easier to bond over because it's something that is more achievable than success does that make sense yeah um, yeah more, something that can be more more felt more it's understood grasp onto that whereas success yes, is almost yes. like unattainable completely completely um but wow that was such a like I, I'm I've yeah. had those thoughts too <laughs> and they sat in my in my brain and I'm I've always tried to put a word to it and you just listed it like you, you described it very well so no but I think you. it's no <laughs> thank you but I think yeah it's just it's something that we all experience and nobody really talks about it either because it's like you know, and I've heard it recently a lot more just because I, I'm surrounded by a lot of 22, 23 year olds with her first big job. And so we're all kind of, we talk about it a lot at work, like, oh my God, like every time I walk into this office, I feel like I, uh, how did I get here? I don't deserve it. It's so bougie and modern and all the offices are made of glass. And like, I'm just a kid, like that type of thing. But I, I would love to pivot this kind of conversation. Let's really talk about if you're open to it, the, the meaning of success and kind of how mm. we define success for us personally, professionally, and also just like how imposter syndrome plays into the success aspect of yes. things. Because I think being success hungry and quote unquote career driven is a large factor and reason behind why we struggle so often with imposter syndrome. And I think I know you and I are both very career driven. And so this is something we deal with every single day. But I also think that a lot of people deal with it for personal success reasons. You know, am I succeeding in a sense of like, am I dating the hottest boy? Am I wearing the coolest clothes? Am I staying yeah. up with friends? And like, when you do these things, when you're when you finally date the hot boy, when you wear that really cool leather coat that you've been saving up for for five years, like when you achieve these successes, I want to call them, where does imposter syndrome fall into that? Because at one point you're kind of like, wait, so now that I did these things and I'm still not happy or I'm still, it's still not enough. That also leaves you feeling empty. And I think emptiness. Right. 
Like, and I think that's an interesting thing too, because I think emptiness and unfulfillment is a byproduct of imposter syndrome. And it can happen at any level of your life. It can happen when you finally achieve those those goals that we talked about. And it can happen, you know, I don't know. It's just, it comes in weird times of your life. So what what are your thoughts on kind of how it plays into success and maybe some things you've experienced if you're open to share? Because I know I have a few too that- Yeah, no, I think- well, that's a great way. That's a great transition. Um, and I think it's such an important point to bring up about what, I mean, what the heck is the definition of success? How do we, I think every single person um, individualistically thinks of success differently. Yeah. Um, and I believe that in this case, as you had mentioned, whether that be a certain like person that you've been trying to date, whether, oh, like, yeah, exactly. Is this the hottest guy? Does he, what, what career is he doing? Like what school did he go to? And it's kind of, it is, it ends up being like a list, a check, a checkbox of like, okay, does he fit this, this, and this? And then take, for example, you achieve that. You, you are able to score that person um, yeah. in a way. Okay. Yes. Like this is something I've, I've, you know, I've achieved it. Like I've been able to reach this point and I've, I've scored this guy. I've scored this girl. I've scored this, you know, what, like whoever, but how do I feel afterwards? Do I feel fulfilled? Is this person who I actually want, or is this somebody that I thought I wanted? And now like, where do I stand? And, oh, it's, I mean, I've, as, as, and I'll come from personal experience, I think we as a, like, I, um, I, we, as a consumerist, like, person, as a, as a consumer, as a consumerist, mm-hmm. consumerist, consumerist, society, oh. um, bless you, <laughs> <laughs> um, as we've both touched upon in, in, a pa- in past episodes, it's, we're always in this hunt for, what we don't have. And there was this one quote that I had taken from another um, talk by, and I recommend to any listeners out there, it's a little, I know I tend to kind of like jump across when I'm speaking. It's no, I love across. it. But um, it's about, it is a uh, TED talk about infidelity by Esther Perel. Really recommend out there if you guys haven't seen it. It like, it was so good. I, I don't know. It just, it's one of those talks that you leave and you're like, I feel something different inside of me, but she mentioned, um, the, this topic about just, let me see. I have to, (laughs) I have to go in here. Okay. So people decide in this case, I'm going to give out the, a random example of infidelity, which is in this case being unlawful to another person that you're in a relationship with, Mm -hmm. um, is that people engage in morally or illegally wrong acts because in a way it was an, in this case, speaking of people who are, you know, 20 above or like, I don't, whatever you want, you're getting into a more in a serious relationship, whatever age that is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it, it fills this void of um, your adolescence that was never fulfilled. It's like, it's your base, your yeah. achievement, you're turning away from the person that we ha- like, that we have become. Like we, yeah. we decide to make these decisions. We decide to, for example, date this person, you know, um, do this certain act because we're turning against our, we're turning against ourselves because, you know, it, it's something that it, it's, 
um, it keeps us, it's like, oh, you know, how it keeps us on our toes. It's like, okay, how can I, um, it's the sense of incompleteness that we want to seek and fulfill. And I'm trying, I would like to, I'm trying to yeah. tie this back into, um, into these, this topic of, in this case, well, imposter syndrome, I think in a way it's, we decide, and as you had mentioned with your mm -hmm. um, example of um, this definition of success and what we find as successful, are we, the choices that we make, are they ones that, you know, deeply rooted inside of us? Is that something that we we want to do or is it something that we think we should do so that we are seen as successful in society? Are we turning yeah. away from ourselves mm. of what we, are, what we really want to do? And gosh knows, like, I mean, I, I quite honestly, I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I really, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, nobody like, knows. So nobody say, knows. I'm like a wizard of, of society. Like I know everything. Like, no, no. But I say that as, as a, an important point where are we doing it for the gaze of others? Or are we doing it for our own peace of mind for our own? Like, is this something that we want to do? Yeah. I think that brings up a good point because I think it kind of explains why, Part of me is like, I think you just cracked the code as to why imposter syndrome exists at all. Because I think if you think about it in a critical way, like you mentioned, you know, are we doing it for ourselves? Or are we doing it for others? Let's let's like for shits and giggles really quickly, just like assume that let's say we're doing we're getting that corporate job because it's impressive to others. We are going to the best college we can get into because it's impressive for others. Yeah. If we're doing things in our life to fulfill the you know the whatever pleasing other people thing and we get to that point where we then okay and then I get the job and then I get into the BU or whatever at what point does that become the reason for us feeling like we don't deserve it when we finally achieve yeah. these things that's I think that's exactly where it stems from you get to these these mile markers and these goals that you kind of thought were unachievable and you're doing them because, you know, that's what you should be doing and that's the best thing that you can do and that's impressive and that's what society deems as successful. And then when you finally jump into those pools and you're, and you're swimming in them, all of a sudden you're like fucking drowning because you're like, wait a second. Yep. <laughs> like, I, I can't swim in this pool. I'm not qualified enough or like, wow, like BU is a lot harder than I expected. And like, yeah, I can say now that I go here, but like these classes are tough and I've never experienced such a competitive work culture. And all of a sudden that's where the feeling of, oh my gosh, I don't deserve to be here. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough come into play because we continue to tap into things that are mm -hmm. quote unquote pleasing society. And I think that's a big part of it. Like, are we doing things for our own gain and like, wow, I really need to go to BU to succeed in my career. Or, you know, is it more of like, you know what, I need to go to a school that has a really good communications program. It doesn't matter if it's a top 10 school or whatever, you know, it, and my thing is like, you can get to certain levels in life and achieve certain goals in so many different ways. You don't always have to go the traditional route that like society deems as the route and the success story and the path to like the triumph in the end. But I think, mm -hmm. yeah, that's exact. I think you cracked the code right there. It's, it's a mix I mean, of you're cracking things. it even more. You're, you're breaking the egg open, man. <laughs> the, egg, the egg has hatched, ladies and gentlemen. It is hatched. <laughs> um, 
No, but I just think it's funny because it's like that's literally it. That is the reason we don't feel like we deserve something. It's because we're doing it for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing these things for ourselves at the end of the day. I mean, come on. If we're if we're actually really honest, we're on a floating rock. Like, how important is your career at the end of the day? How important is the school title that you attended for four years? at the end of the day, when you look at your life yes. as an entirety. Yes. I think it's, that's such a great point. And I think it's different if there's so many factors that play into why you decide to choose, for example, a university or why you decide to choose a job. Um, and I think there's always so many layers to that. And, uh, oh my gosh, you just, you un- un- unveiled, unraveled so many, I- I'm like sitting here and I'm like just feeling so many things. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. The hat, the egg has been hatched, but I think, um, oh my gosh, I I think adding to that, I've in a way, I think this past semester, as I've like, if I, as I'm entering like my final kind of year of college, Mm -hmm. um, I'm like taking, I'm now catching up with a lot of my courses and I'm, you know, kind of overloading with psych, psych based courses and, so many people in my class are just, I feel as though I'm in like, I'm unqualified to be in these certain courses in a way. Like it's, it's a feeling yeah. of do I belong here. And then that stems um, this really intense feeling of, of anxiety. And um, mm-hmm. for me, I've always, I'll be completely honest. I've studied, I've um, struggled with test anxiety ever since I was really, like really little. Um, and yeah. it's something I've been aware of and I've tried to figure out ways to combat it and, and say, oh, you don't exist. Like, oh, and like whenever I'm taking an exam, like I try to fight my, the anxiety in my head, like, hey, like, you know what you're doing, you know what you're talking about. Um, mm. But it always ends up winning. <laughs> yeah. So, no, totally. And I think um, that's something that I, I also kind of, in this case, stems from um, my feeling of being an imposter within just the, the classes that I'm taking, the clubs that I've been, you know, trying to engage in. And in this case, um, I've been fortunate to help lead this past semester. And it's, it's just, I always see a reason to be excited. And I always find a reason to be motivated because I like, when it comes down to it, I really love to be able to help other people and see other people, um, see their own potential. And, but the thing is, I say that, with, with, you know, in this case, confidence, but then I think about it, do I see the potential in myself? I, I, I love kind of like, I, do I see this? I, I keep saying all these things to my friends, or I keep saying this to people that I care about in my life. Like, oh, you know, you got this, like this class is, you can, I believe in you. I'm here for you. Yeah. Um, you can do this. And then I go back, I, I sit in my bed at the end of the day and I think, but are you there? Like, how are you doing this? How are you motivating yourself? How are you, what is your relationship with yourself and your interests in what you're studying? And mm. it's such a, I feel as though I'm always contradicting myself, not always, but often. And I think this semester has really challenged me with redefining my relationship with myself. And in this case, with my test anxiety and with my levels of stress and finding ways to combat that and, and reminding myself, you it's so easy to say, oh, you've done this, but you still have to do this. So that doesn't mean that you deserve any credit. 
You still have to accomplish this. Okay, so then you don't deserve any credit. You still have to do this. And it just, when does it end? And I know we've also talked about where's the ending point with these feelings, um, Mm -hmm. in this case with imposter syndrome, but it's just, where's the, where's, I mean, there are, I mean, the question is where, yeah, where's the start? As we've talked mm-hmm. about, where's the start? Mm-hmm. Where's, the, where's the finish line? Where can I get my medal? Where can I get my little? Um, <laughs> where can I tap out? Over like after I finish that, I'm like where do I? You know? Yeah. No, I think that's um, the question that we're all asking, and I think you know, is there even an answer to that question? I don't know. I think it's such a gray area of you know, where does this feeling come from, and I think. That again, when when you ask where does it start, you bring up a good point because it's like at what point do we start feeling like we aren't deserving? Because thinking even back to my childhood, I'm like, okay, uh, let's think. First time I felt like I didn't deserve to be somewhere was probably uh when I moved to the U.S. and had to learn English and and I started going to school and everybody's English was so good and everybody was performing so well in their spelling tests and I was just like why am I even allowed to sit in this classroom right now like I keep forgetting to add ease at the end of everything I remember that's something I struggle with and like that's kind of like the first thing that I can think of where I was like I don't belong here I don't even know how to spell like that was one of the first moments but then it didn't intensely turn into imposter syndrome I would say until hmm I would say college is when it really hits you like a ton of bricks because all of a sudden, you know, you're setting yourself apart from people. And although that's happening already in high school at at a lower level, college is the first time that you're like actively career chasing and doing things that set you aside from your classmates and set you apart from your peers. And that's like kind of where everybody forks off into their own direction. And suddenly there's there's margin for comparison there Mm -hmm. in a sense of like oh, this girl, you know, she, you know, one of my, a few of my friends are on the medical track and they're like all badass and doing that. And like, that's so cool. A few of my friends are, you know, they went into accounting. I have friends working for like the big five accounting firms. I have friends working for Amazon, Facebook, and Google. Like it's insane. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, where does that put me? And so you start to look at people differently. I think I would say college is when it really hits you. Like, wow, like, what am I doing? Am I doing enough? And let me make sure that I'm doing enough so that Mm -hmm. I can achieve this. You almost like seek out the feeling of imposter syndrome, because the minute that you feel like you don't deserve it is the minute that you realize, you know what, I'm punching above my weight, I'm doing more than I, you know, initially thought that I could be doing. And suddenly, it's like, that's a fulfilling feeling in itself. Like, I got here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I think you touched upon a really, a, a couple of really good points. First off, um, I can't imagine, I mean, I, I oftentimes forget that you, that like, I know, was like that in a way must've been such a just huge transition and difficult transition to say the least. Um, so I think in a way, like at such a young age and I'm not, how old were you? If you feel like sharing, if not, like, was I mean, like an age range, six or seven. Like that's six or seven, like six, like you are just a, a, wee, a wee lad. You are small. You're just getting like experiencing everything for the first time. You're, you're just, yeah. um, and I think that must've been such a, just, I don't know. I can't even put myself in your shoes because I can't imagine kind of that feeling. So, um, and then 
fast forwarding to college as well, I think something that I've told myself when I will meet people who are in, you know, these top companies that I'm like, wow, that must be incredible to be able to work with those type of people and, and being in that work environment. And I mean, I can't imagine how it must feel to know that you've comp- accomplishment and made it there. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought about, you know, wow, what if I pushed myself to get to that point? And I've thought about it. I'm like, okay, you can, if it's like anything at the, at, at the end of it, um, which is a phrase that I love to use, but um, is that something that you, you, you would really want? You can push yourself for it, but is that in this case, that position, is that title something that you like, does that fit with your morals? Does that fit with who you are as a person? Do the people, right. do that, does that fit with you? And for example, I've met people who, as you had mentioned, are in the medical field and I just straight up, I, 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 I'm not great with science, like in terms of just even like math as well. And I, that's something that I've struggled with ever since I was young. And I'm not ashamed, I'm not ashamed to really say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I put myself like, what if I could be like, you know, even a couple of years ago, I'm like, what if I could be an engineer? What if I could be a doctor? And I just, I think like as much as it, I would like having that position of power to be able to help change other people's lives, I can do that just the same thing that I feel as though my skills align with with another with another career every yeah. single career aligns with what they're interested in and what skills that they obtain that they're just good at just because mm-hmm. you can't do you know you, you can't solve this complicated math problem just because you can't create this design on this um this platform on adobe um it doesn't mean that it's like that that you are incompetent as a people right have different it doesn't mean that you're an idiot Exactly. And I think oftentimes as a society, we think, oh, if you can't solve this, then you're just, you're, you can't, you're just about, you're, you're not good at anything. We kind of assume that one thing is associated (laughs) with everything. And it's, it's so twisted. It's like, oh my gosh. And I've learned from, you know, from, so from experience of, of teachers of looking at me after I, you know, bomb a test and I, and I've studied for hours, like, why can't you do this? Or I've, I've tried certain things and I've really tried to experiment with what I'm interested in and I get things wrong all the time, but at least I know that when I get those things wrong, that that points me into, into a direction where, okay, I can start experimenting, experiment, experimenting and experiencing things that, you know, are different and what feels right, whatever that yeah. right may be. And I think adding to that, um, we all, as I mentioned too, we all come from different backgrounds. And I think mm-hmm. in this we, our family is a huge, huge factor into where like being an imposter in your own life, being in a, having imposter syndrome. Like, you know, I was really thinking about this when I was taking a couple of notes before of just, you know, if your family, if you have parental figures or guiding figures in your life that say, oh, you know, you can't achieve this and can, and they convince you that you cannot achieve a certain position in life, a certain hobby in life, then that's going to like ingrain that feeling inside of you. I was speaking on behalf of if you have your family, whether that be um, your parents, your grandparents, your brothers, your sisters, that tell you that you can't do something, a certain thing, um, because in this case, if they couldn't do it, they, they have this, they can have an influence on influence on you saying that you can't do it. And as much as you try to fight that feeling, it's just, it'll still be in the back of your head. 
And I think mm-hmm. in a way, um, it's like, if they, yeah, as I mentioned, if they've never held a position to a, to a degree of authority, God, if I can't speak, to a degree mm-hmm. of authority in society, um, wh- whichever that degree or position may be, it, it can convince us that we aren't capable meant or qualified to be in that position yeah and yeah it's just I there have been situations where I've felt okay you know I feel as though I'm really you know the steps that I'm taking for my career are like ones that I mean do I am I qualified for this do I have the skills and the stamina to do this after people have said oh you know I, my parents told me I couldn't do this. So that, so then, you know, this is what I was stuck with for the rest of my life. How do mm-hmm. I fight that feeling? How do I fight that and, and make my own path and be content with my own path? And I think okay. I've, when I've met challenges where I've, you know, had people tell me that and, and they've said, you know, are you sure that this is something that you can do? Or this is what I've decided to do with my life because of my circumstances, how I've looked up to other people who, whether that be, you know, people who are in a position where I'm interested in, um, Mm -hmm. in a certain sector or people who have also had, in this case, bluntly shit that's gone, that has gone down in their life that I can really, I can understand them and, and understand their perspective of, I get you, I understand where you're coming from as well. And Mm. I want to be here for you as much as like you are for me as we both succeed together. And even, and this doesn't apply to people who haven't, like if there hasn't been an experience that they've gone through in their life that they can, you know, label as extremely difficult or in this case, possibly traumatic, then that doesn't, that doesn't mean that I'm going to say, oh, then I can't, you know, be because of that untrue at all. It's all about your mindset towards, um, facing, you know, insecurity and facing self-doubt. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> no, I think you, again, you just, you tie it all in so nicely because it's, it's exactly that. It's having blinders on to people all your life. You have to tune some people out. Everyone's going to have a fucking opinion at the end of the day about what you should do, what you can't do, what you are qualified for, what you're not qualified for. Everybody has something to say. And at the end of the day, you just got to like tune that out and listen to, you know, what can I do? What do I want to do? What do I know that deep down, you know, I've gotten all this way. What can I achieve now in this, at this point in my life? Um, It's that feeling of having to kind of advocate for yourself mentally too, and, and be that voice inside your head. That's like, you know what? No, no, no. You do deserve to be here and you can get here because look at, all that you've done in the past five years alone. And that's something that helps me. And I think that might be a nice way to end this episode too, is just like ways in which we kind of fight imposter syndrome. How do we deal with it? How do we put up with it? I know for me, like a big one is just like, sometimes just taking a step to stop what I'm doing, look around and realize, wait a second. Yeah, you did make it happen. You know, Mm -hmm. nobody helped you get here. You had amazing support and peers and cheerleaders along the way, but you yourself made it happen. You got, you know, you got where you want it to be. And for me right now, it's, it's something I experienced daily. I, I moved to New York city and I got a job at a firm that I've wanted to work at for a while. And it's like, that is insane to me, but it's also like every, I feel like I don't belong there every single day, but I have to remind myself every time I walk into that office, like you did, you do 
deserve to be here and you did earn this and you know you're qualified and you're you're smart and you're talented and like you're gonna kill it but it's a daily struggle and it's not something that's just gonna go away one day I think you know especially moving to a city like New York that's an intimidating move it's like completely does anybody ever deserve to live in New York do you ever find fully feel like wow yeah I live in New York City and like my life's great I don't think so I think people struggle with imposter syndrome for the rest of their lives it's just kind of part of the the gig but yeah. and, and that goes like, for they don't. it's like yeah they, 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 goes they, for mm. college too like I we both went to BU I never felt like I fully deserved to be there that was a weird thing in itself too but I think something that helped ground me was like, again, what the, what are you talking about? You don't deserve to be here. You got in here. I mean, I transferred in, LOL. But like, you got in you here. You still have to work like, to, to get to that point, you know? Exactly. Like, it's still, you're, you're even being an imposter with your transition. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of, right. I just remind myself, like, you did deserve to be here. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. And things yeah. don't just happen to people on accident. And you're not an exception to the rule. Things happen because they're earned and because, you know, you're never going to be put in a situation that the universe doesn't think you can handle. And that's something I believe in fully. So I I think that's a great point to really to close things off. And I think tying things up, I ways that I've been able to really tackle my, in this case, feelings of anxiety around imposter syndrome are just what I've mentioned before is just self-affirmations and, and telling yourself, yeah. you know, this is something that you deserve. I write notes. I, what I've started doing is I write notes on my, on my desk. I write notes on my, around my room so that this is something that really, it helps like write yourself a note before you go to bed so that when you wake up, you look at it and it's like, or write a note before you leave for class. And when you get home after a long day, you you forget about it and you rediscover it and you say, wow, like, you know, it's just, it's forms of self-love. Um, yeah. It really helps. And it may sound corny, like it really, but it, it really works. And taking a step back to, especially when, if you're like, you know, have a really long day of work or a really long day of classes, taking a walk, reading, taking, like for me, I'll have a, I'll carry around a little book of, um, in this case, it can be like self self, I don't know, not a self-help book, but like self-affirmation books um, mm-hmm. is something that I've, you know, started reading more. And they're just very, they're like little petite books that you can just carry around in your purse or carry around in your bag. Um, but just having little like things to look forward to within your day, yeah. just they, they help. And practicing something else that I've done is just practicing gratitude. I, I think that's universally a way that really just raises your spirits naturally. Um, and taking taking a, a moment and thinking wow I'm here I'm alive I'm present I'm taking advantage of these opportunities because I have pushed myself to get to that point and I deserve these opportunities and yeah. I am a good person because of because of these reasons and writing it down journaling about it it's just putting a pen on paper puts puts a title to your feelings and you know I think um that's that's, helped that's me. awesome that's really solid advice. I think, you know, words of affirmation and just like positive self-talk go a long way. And if you haven't tried it because it seems dumb, I convince you to try, I encourage you to try it today because it's something I started doing and I never thought that it would exactly. do much. Just give it a shot. Even if it doesn't work for you, it's completely fine. But you can't know if something works if you don't try it. 
Exactly. And on that note, I think we're just, again, we're so grateful that you guys are here along the way for the listeners that have been here since episode one. And also, if this is your first episode and you came across this podcast randomly, welcome. We're happy you're here. Welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, just again, you're deserving of your successes. Don't give yourself, you know, all that negative self-talk and this imposter syndrome is something we all experience to some degree. So just remember that. You're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. We're all struggling out here. If that ain't the tea. Um, So on that note, again, share this with anyone you think um, would get something out of it. And we'll see you guys very, very soon as always episodes every single Friday. And thanks so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Peace out. Bye-bye. Peace out.